I don't think we met before, but I'm the referee on this field. Leinster could offer me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. It's coming out! Robbie, Robbie, weekly. Little reverse pass, Hi everyone and welcome to the 42 Rugby Weekly. Murray Kinsley here after Emerging Ireland have hammered the Greekwas in their first game in South Africa and I'm joined by Kieran Kennedy of the 42 Parish to reflect on that match. Hey Kieran. Hey Murray, how's it going? Yeah, well, good. Like we're usually at this stage, Kieran, easing our way into the season in the third week but it's been pretty manic already this week. On Monday's pod for members, Bernard Jackman, Gav Casey and I, we discussed uh, Munster's poor start to the season. Birch had some very honest opinions really on the Munster squad I know it made a bit of a dent we spoke about Stuart Lancaster's departure from Leinster on Tuesday we had a members newsletter looking at Jason Jenkins what a start he's made to, to life with Leinster and then on Wednesday I think everyone who listened in was was blown away by Jamie Hagan ex-Leinster ex-Connacht ex-Ireland he was really honest about kind of dark times he's had in Melbourne his rise in the game and generally life in, in Pro D de French rugby we've had a uh, emerging Ireland game obviously that tour is thrown on top of it we have Leinster Ulster tonight here on like how are you holding up at this stage it's already feeling like a, a manic season and we have a massive year ahead obviously it is isn't it? it it's funny like it's always um, particularly this year I think with the way the sports calendar was when it got to August we were all kind of looking around for things to watch and wondering when, when life was going to get back to feeling normal but um, as soon as the rugby season com- comes back it's just pretty full on very quickly uh, we've already had some kind of big storylines and, and just even from here on in it just kind of ramps up and intensifies again like November internationals aren't too far away and um, this Emerging Ireland tour has been a, just another kind of interesting and very different start to the season so yeah it's been a busy few weeks and another big weekend of rugby ahead. Mm. As we speak we're looking forward to that massive Interpro in Belfast really going to be an intriguing battle Connacht Munster and URC action as well and we're going to discuss all that on the Monday pod with Birch as well he's always got strong opinions so if you want to get involved members.the42.ie I'm obviously really biased but I think people are missing out if they're not already a member but let's discuss Emerging Ireland 54-7 win over the Greekers probably not an unexpected scoreline Kieran. what do you think we learned from this? Yeah it's, it's a very strange one isn't it like even, even before the game it was I was thinking about the match and you're kind of wondering like what can you expect and what are realistic expectations for a team that haven't been together for a long time like they only gathered towards the end of last week before heading out to South Africa there's a couple of players obviously in the squad who are familiar with each other a few have played under 20s together but for most of them they're kind of just getting to know each other and there's a lot of new combinations there so I was kind of tuning in expecting to see a bit of a maybe a bit of a disjointed performance that took a while to get going and while it was, an, I suppose, a slow enough start for Emerging Ireland, like they, they didn't see much of the ball at all in the first 10 or 15 minutes. Once they kind of settled into things and once they clicked, like they certainly didn't look like a team that didn't know each other. Um, some of the play was really cohesive. Uh, some, of the, some of the play, particularly in the second half, was outstanding when they just really took control and kind of put their foot down. Um, and I think overall, like while the, the tour is split opinion and I don't think we'll fully know how valuable it has been for... for until much further down the line but it's hard to be anything other than encouraged by what we saw today um, there was some really good work up front against a team who on screen certainly looked bigger and more physical um, so you'd have to be encouraged by that and then when the back line got going in the second half we just saw some lovely rugby so you'd have to like the Grickers will get into the fact that you know they weren't the strongest opposition clearly but um, I think overall it was a very positive outing Mm. It was quite cohesive. I'm just off the press conference with Simon Easterby and Max Deegan. I think they themselves looked a little bit surprised at how things kind of clicked. They're together less than a week. They've travelled to South Africa. Obviously, lots of 
good quality players in there but it is a challenge bringing a team together even with some level of familiarity you mentioned the pack there I thought they looked really well drilled there is a bit of credit due to Paul O'Connell and um, and all the other assistant coaches most areas of the game did look quite cohesive they've got a good bit out of a short period of time on the pitch and undoubtedly even stuff we didn't see today the the, the younger players are, are learning but we mentioned op- opposition let's get, get that point out of the way uh, I don't know what you thought about the Greek quest, but even looking at the team sheet beforehand, um, it kind of underlined that it was a, a big mismatch, really. I mean, I, I take a little bit of pride in, in watching as much rugby as I can, but I, even I, the, the biggest nerd around, hadn't seen many of these guys play. And I know Ireland themselves were probably struggling to, to find footage of some of the opposition. Even the HIA thing, like some of these guys weren't registered on the, the World Rugby uh, app for for head injury protocols, so they had to have a, a different protocol today. Thankfully, no um, obvious um, incidences in that regard. But it, it just underlined where this match was um, in terms of the quality of opposition. What what did you make of the challenge that Ireland faced? Well, well, I'm glad to hear you say that because when the when the Griquas team came out yesterday, I definitely had to do a bit of googling. So <laughs> I feel a bit better about that now. It's it's hard to know with these kind of tours, I suppose, what the opposition are looking to get from it. Like they, the Griquas were Curry Cup runners up this year, but there was a very different Griquas team we saw today. I think it was five debutants in the starting team and, and two more on the bench. So I suppose they're only getting to know each other as well to a degree and that can lend itself to a fractured and kind of disjointed performance. But I, I thought they were, I thought they were really poor. And as the game wore on, I actually thought they started to look quite disinterested. Um, like, as good as Emerging Ireland were today, they are essentially a bunch of kids who've been thrown together in, in, in the space for a week and they were they just look so much better organised and were finding gaps and were they even were like managing the physicality of the game um quite comfortably, which is probably the one thing I maybe didn't expect going into it. But yeah, the Greekers were were really disappointing and it'll be interesting to see what kind of challenge the Pumas throw up in, in um in a couple of days' time. That game is next Wednesday. And I think it, it'll be interesting because like from what we're hearing like Ireland are very much focusing on themselves and just looking after making sure that they get a good understanding and get performances out of themselves and with tours like this like it isn't all about winning and Ireland haven't actually really I don't think they've spent too much time looking at the Pumas yet because it's all just about them and what they can do well Um, and today like we certainly saw signs that they're coming together pretty quickly and there was lots to like but it will always come with it has to come with that asterisk of like the Griquas were just really really poor Mm. and that will always be the doubt and I think those who were critics of this tour many of them as you mentioned have more ammunition and fuel from today like I actually being honest think a good AAL team would would have beaten that Griquas team Um, and I think the AAL is underrated I don't think that that should be a, a big shock but I actually think Ireland might have got more value from playing one of those AL teams just in pure terms of a one-on-one contest team against team obviously being on tour being in that intense environment of training and review and preview helps them in, in ways that they wouldn't have got staying at home and playing an Irish team but yeah I, I thought it was really disappointing level of opposition and very little stress there like the coaches talked a lot about this before the tour they're going to be put under intense scrutiny maybe that's the case in the, the training ground as I say but certainly wasn't on game day and let's hope that Pumas and Cheetahs as we would expect will be a little bit more um, just have a little bit more firepower and and physical physical might but but as you say lots of positives there from from Irish players who in particular caught your eye maybe let me limit you to, to three because I think no one really played badly in this game. Give me your give me your three standouts. 
Oh, you're giving me three, but I'm going to take four. I'm going to go for the both. <laughs> I'm going for both halfbacks and and the second rows. I just thought they 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 just worked really well together. So, uh, Nathan Doke and Jack Crowley at halfback. I think in that opening phase of the game that we talked about, where Ireland weren't seeing much of the ball, they were under a bit of pressure. But like Ireland as a team, kind of just kept calm and responded well to take the lead and kind of grab a foothold in the game. And and Doke and Crowley were obviously just central to that. We've obviously seen play a lot between the Ireland under-20s and then stepping up into Ulster but you know he still is like at the very very early stages of his career so it's still kind of fascinating to watch him and see how he's kind of developing week on week I suppose and what stood out to me today was some of his kicking he's just some really clever kicking he's, he's such a smart player and in a young team he he showed a lot of leadership I thought in that first half which, which is no surprise again when you think of his when you think of his days with the Ireland under-20s where he just absolutely stood out and and then beside him Crowley again like we we we've seen him play URC and we know a bit about um, what he brings to the table. But just what I liked about him today was how much he was taking the ball so fast to the line and just putting defenders in horrible positions and and forcing them to commit um, some really nice kicks in behind as well. And obviously off the tee he was excellent. I think he was a bit frustrated to miss the to miss the last conversion he had before coming off. So. But that's to be expected without halves. Um, and then the second row was really encouraging as well, I think, because second row isn't... It's not a position where Irish rugby has always been blessed with depth over the years, um, certainly compared to other areas of the pitch. So to see two guys with this kind of quality and with such athletic ability pushing through is just really promising. Um, so that's Tom O'Hearn and, and Joe McCarthy, obviously. Um Joe McCarthy again. He like we we've spoken about him in the podcast before and his kind of rapid rise with Leinster last year. Just such an exciting player, so powerful and kind of can cover so much ground as well for a second row. And then Tom O'Hearn had just some really big moments. Um, big turnover in the first couple of minutes, kind of showing his strength. And he he was putting that big frame of his to good use at the line out as well so with some really good work in the air. Um, there was one line out in particular, I think it was just after the half hour mark maybe, where the ball looked like it didn't come in straight, but he still managed to get over and claim possession. Um, they're just two really exciting players and like with like their whole careers ahead of them, it's particularly in a position where Ireland haven't always been blessed with depth. I think it's really, really exciting to see those two guys pushing through. Mm. And they were well flagged. I suppose McCarthy being on the New Zealand tour probably even had ambitions of getting capped on that. I think that'll come pretty quickly, but he reiterated what we know about him. They're both such big tall units obviously as well and, and athletically really exciting but to see Thomas Ahern getting over the breakdown for a couple of steals uh, so a couple of poaches in that area is really impressive when he's standing at 6 foot 9 he had that big line out steal close to the Irish try line as well that, that was a really big moment um, in the game both and Price showed little um, deficiencies I suppose going forward in the first half I thought um, there was one stage where McCarty could have moved that ball to the, the left hand side opposite to carry it instead of passing to that offload um, and another instance when Ahern knocks the ball on trying to offload in the, the opposition 22 just that bit of enthusiasm getting the better of him but even that moment shows that he brings a little bit of X factor on that side of the ball as well he can offload McCarty's got really good skills big massive paws on him that can grip a ball in one and offload at one hand um, so I totally agree in, in both those guys they knew a lot about McCarty I think Ahern on this tour will further himself he'll underline to the likes of Paul O'Connell that he's got something a bit different a bit special um, like we know he can sprint like a back and has played in the backs as a, as a youth um, and he's a player that's worth integrating a little bit more I think and the same goes for Crowley like if you think about how this weekend has worked out for him if he's in Munster he wouldn't have been 
almost certainly wouldn't have been involved. Healy and Carberry obviously coming back, getting minutes off the bench. And obviously Kieran Foley would have started this game, but for his injury, it's worked out really well where Crowley's had such an impressive game. Yes, take into account the poor opposition, but just showing the full range of, of his talents. Like the best moment for me was the the 50-22 in the first half. Ireland get a, a free kick at scrum. And I actually had to go back and think, was that definitely a free kick? And he, he's about to launch it upfield uh, down the left-hand side kind of, but he spots a bit of space in the right-hand side of the backfield and absolutely pummels a kick down into that corner. Altitude helping with a bit of the distance, but it, it rolls into touch and Ireland getting an attacking 22, attacking line out in the 22. It was a real clever, um, sharp moment from him. And, and then the, the grubber kick for, for Daly's try. As you mentioned, he has the full array of skills, really. And I think he's one that we've all been waiting for him just to ignite uh, at, at a more senior level and it hasn't come yet. And the likes of Ron O'Gara have obviously highly regarded him and he tried to bring him over to La Rochelle and, and you still wonder, what, would that have been the move? But um, I think he could make moves in Irish rugby and, and this tour may be a little stepping stone. And, and that's the point. You, you get a chance to show those senior Irish coaches up close just how much um, scope you're, you're, or just how much potential you have for, for improvement. Um, so agree on, on those guys. As I say, like it was hard for anyone not to, to impress here. Scott Penny probably continued where he left off in terms of Leinster performances. Two close-range tries. He's just a, a devil for getting over the try line from close range. Nice latch work around him for the first. The second one is a, a really nice maul that Ireland constructed. And then his tackling, I thought, was exemplary. Like, he puts ball carriers in bad positions and allows the likes of Ahern to get over the ball to, to jackal. Um, the back line, as I say, got a real um, momentum in the second half off the back of plenty of good work up front. And one I that caught my eye again was Stuart Moore in an understated way. He's a lovely footballer. Um, obviously in Ulster, he's moved to, to fullback. We were chatting to him just yesterday about that move and he feels it's given him a, a better perspective maybe on the on the whole pitch and, and the demands of, of other players and even in the backfield. When he's defending at centre, how he can help out those guys. He's got a kick option in his game, big left foot. I thought he did really well for his try. It's a, a midfield scrum attack. Lovely inside pass to Osborne. Um, just a delay he just draws in the defender gives the last minute but then crucially he fights in, in the kind of bump he doesn't go to ground he stays on his feet and he's the one following up for a just a gorgeous offload from, from Robert, Robert Balakoon who whenever he was involved showed that you know he's a senior international player and probably well certainly way too good for, for this kind of game as if a few of the players were but but as I say um, yeah lots of impressive performance around anyone else who, who had a few little moments there that you thought well, he's got something extra. Yeah, actually, Moore was the other one that I, I I made a note of, and again for that try, like, and just making sure that he he stayed involved in the play and made sure he was in the right place when it counted. Um, I thought it was good to see Josh Witchley, Witchley get over for a try as well, because I think that he could become a really important player for for Munster over the next couple of years. And again, he's a guy who's had to be kind of patient, and he obviously, you know, kind of burst through with that um, with that big European game a couple of years ago, and then was held back with a, with a neck injury, um, has been kind of, had a good season last year and kind of managed to kick on a bit when Dave Kilcoyne was out injured. He probably got opportunities that he that I'd say he maybe wasn't expecting in terms of where he was in, in the Munster pecking order. So I think this is a big season for him. I'm sure Munster would like to have him at the moment as they go through a couple of um, a couple of URC fixtures where they could probably do with the services. But um just yeah, he's. I think he looks like a. He's a good, powerful player, and he, like the front row is somewhere where we always need to be bringing young players through, isn't it? I thought, 
Um, I just thought he had a he had a solid game, and and the scrum kind of had a, a few difficult moments in the first half, but managed to settle into the game, which is good to see as well. It's good to see a team like kind of get a bit of adversity or difficulty a game, and and just kind of respond to that and kind of get control. Like that's that's a really encouraging team thing to see in in a young team. So he was another one who stood out. But like you say, in, in a game like that, there was there was nobody really who who um, who didn't manage to kind of put the hand up and just look pretty comfortable out there and maybe that's the most encouraging thing of this of this whole game is the fact that like we said a team that hasn't had much time together looked so well drilled and looked so kind of comfortable out there and that's probably just an example of the good work that's actually being done in the underage systems and in, in the provinces and in Irish rugby and just bringing these guys through with this kind of level of intelligence and game understanding that they can kind of easily slot in with new teammates and make something work particularly something like that that fifth try that Moore finished which looked like a, a score by by a team of guys who've been playing with each other for years but um, just so very encouraging all around I think mm. and that was the thing like these players their profile does fit how Ireland at senior level are trying to play you saw some of the tip on work that little bit of interplay between backs and forwards. It wasn't as fluid or as slick as Andy Farrell's team, but that's what young Irish players are like now. They've got a skill set. They've got a desire to, to actually play and play make and not just be limited by the, the number on the, the back of their jersey. It is a great shout in the, the front row options because that's always a concern at the back of Irish rugby's mind, I think, is where's the next prop coming from? Where's the next scrummaging uh, tight head coming from? I think it was really pleasing for, for Salano and Michael Milne that Shane Daly tried it, we mentioned where Crowley, uh, Crowley rose that grubber in behind. It was a really powerful scrum and, and Salanoa, you could see, was enjoying it. And he's one of the guys who, like, you know, he's, he, I suppose at the moment, he's miles off test level because he hasn't even been playing for Munster. He's been injured a lot of the time, but you just look at the raw power and athleticism and uh, John Fogarty, the scrum coach, was talking about it yesterday, uh, yesterday um, around guys who have a bit further to catch up and there's a lot of detail to, to impart to them but he's one who could gain massively from this um, this competition so yeah interesting to see how they pitch up against the Pumas that's that's the thing there's loads of players in this squad we haven't seen yet Kieran. so there'll be another layer of intrigue I guess to come on Wednesday yeah absolutely it sounds like there's going to be um, quite a few changes made which I suppose is the purpose of this tour get as much of a look at as many of these players as you can so I'd expect to see quite a lot of changes and there's there were guys like you mentioned there like Salanoa coming off the bench today getting a few opportunities to stretch his legs and show that athleticism you know they'll be they'll be looking to start games now and, and make an impact from the start um, and it's like it's it's such an interesting squad in terms of the different experiences between playing under 20s playing a bit of URC like you've got full internationals in there so it'll be it'll be fascinating to see the the mix they they send out on Wednesday but Again, like it's all, it's just all about giving these guys experiences and kind of seeing what they can, what they can do in a in a very different kind of environment and a very different type of challenge. But I mean, having having watched um, how easily they kind of managed to click together today, it would actually make you look forward to Wednesday maybe a bit more so than than I was a few days ago. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed the stream goes a little bit more smoothly next time. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was ropey there for a while, but we we got there in the end. And yeah, twenty three extra Irish players who played this weekend. Obviously, it has ramifications at home. But you even look at Ulster and see 
Aaron Sexton starting this massive game tonight, he wouldn't have been doing that if Robert Balakun was at home. So there are positives, but I think the detractors would not have been impressed by the, the Greek was. So Ireland will be hoping for a little bit better. But Kieran, thanks a million. Great stuff. Enjoy your weekend. No, so Murray, thanks a lot. As I mentioned earlier on, we are back on Monday with another big pod for members of the 42. We'll be talking about Leinster-Ulster, which is going to be a cracker, and the other two provinces. We'll have analysis piece next week and more pods down the line. It's members.the42.ie if you want to join the gang. That's us for today. Thanks, Mill, for listening. We'll chat to you on Monday. I don't think we've met before, but I'm the referee on this field. Leinster could offer me five mil a year. I wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Robbie weekly. Then the first pass. Hello!